Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Seerah, and much more. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مدل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في مكان الثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما صدق الله العظيم as i was preparing for the khutbah last night uh, after Salat al-Tarabih, the thing that came to my mind at that time was to talk about Surat al-Maryam that was recited last night in, in the Salah. But at the same time, uh, when I opened up the news and I saw what's happening in, uh, in Al-Quds again, which has become like a habit on every Ramadan, these things like uh, the Zionist forces enter into the third most sacred uh, masjid of Islam or the previous uh, qibla of the Muslimin. They entered there again and uh, firing bullets with uh, the rubber bullets and uh, uh, tear gas uh, while the Muslims were there. Uh, these Zionists uh, who are uh, hurting the Muslims and uh, in general the world at large. Allah Azza wa talks about this masjid when he says, Subhanallahi Asra bi Abdihi Laylam in Al Masjid al Harami in Al Masjid al Aqsa, and Ladi Barakna Haulahu Lenuria, Lenuria, Min Ayatina, in Nahu, who was Samir al Basir. So the Allah Ladim. In this ayah, Allah Azza wa is talking about the uh, importance of uh, Masjid al Aqsa as well as uh, reminding us about the Al Isra al Miraj that happened when Rasulullah was taken from Masjid al Haram to Masjid al Aqsa. The meaning of the ayah that I recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here is glorify be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they associate with him, uh, above, who is above all, they associate with him. Who took his slave Muhammad sallallahu for a journey by night from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa in Al-Quds, the neighborhood whereof we have blessed, in order that we might show him, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi the signs or the proofs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Verily, he is the all here and all seer. So, <clears throat> when we when we see what's happening to this uh, the the previous qibla of of the Muslims, it always uh, make you it, it hurts you, uh, it gives you pain, and always make you think, what is going on that the Muslims have to go through th- this kind of a suffering. And that reminds me of one of the sayings of Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. When Umar bin Khattab said, as, as reported by Antarik bin Shihab, 
قال عمر بن الخطاب رضي الله عنه إن كنا أذلق من فأعزنا الله بالإسلام عمر بن الخطاب said verily we were a disgraceful people and Allah honored us with Islam so he said فمهما نطلب العزة بغير ما أعزنا الله به أذلنا الله عمر بن الخطاب said that if we seek honor from anything besides that which Allah honored us, Allah will disgrace. This is the thing that comes to the mind every time when you hear the situation of the Muslim Ummah, whether what happened in Palestine or whether on a continuous basis now is also happening in India as well. And this list can go on and on. I don't want to indulge into the list where the Muslims are being persecuted and only for saying la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah and it's not only the muslims who are paying the price for the absence of islam in the world but the whole world is paying the price today whether a person is a muslim or a non-muslim <clears throat> so what is our job in this case when we hear all these things and this is where it took me to the incident of the Jafar of Abi Talib when he faced Najashi and the Surah, Surah to Maryam that he recited in front of him. So to understand the, concept, the, the context of that, we have to understand why Jafar bin Abi Talib was in Habasha to begin with. Jafar bin Abi Talib, radiallahu an, he ended up or he migrated to Habasha because prior to that, the Muslims who were in Mecca and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was still in Mecca as well and they were calling the people towards Islam. Many of the Muslims including Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam were persecuted. And they were persecuted in different ways. Whether it was physical, psychological, mental, whichever emotional, whichever way it was, Meccans did not leave a chance. So the weaker were the bigger targets. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed them in the fifth year of the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the month of Rajab to migrate from Mecca to Habasha. So some of the Muslims, they migrated from Mecca to Habasha and some of the reports says there were 12 men and four, uh, four, four women. That included Ja'far bin Abi Talib, that included Uthman bin Affan radiallahu an and his wife Ruqayya radiallahu anha, the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, about whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that these were the first people who did the migration in the sake of, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after Ibrahim and Lut alayhi wasallam. Now, when they migrated from Mecca to, Mecca to uh, Habasha, the Meccans did not leave them alone. They sent their envoy to the Najashi and they sent him with a lot of gifts. Like today also we see, you want to have a judgment in your favor in the corrupt systems, you go take the gifts, give the money, bribe them, the people who have power, so you can get decisions in your favor. So they went, they gave a lot of gifts to the people in the court of Najashi, bishops, cardinals, whoever these people were. And I want to make sure that one uh, thing that we remember, which is when we talk about Najashi, in the Sira books, in the history books, you see the word a Christian king. And you see that there were bishops around him, or the people who are linked to Christianity around him. Similar thing you find about 
Herakal uh, at that time, uh, and other Christian kings. The, the Sira talk says they were Christian kings. It's an important thing to remember when we are going through the story of uh, Jafar radiallahu an against uh, uh, with, with Najashi. So when these people that included Amr bin al-As radiallahu an, who became a Muslim later on by the way, and uh, Abdullah bin Rabia, these two people went to meet Najashi so because they wanted to pull these Muslims who migrated, who escaped the persecution of the Meccans. So they wanted to bring them back. And when they gave the gifts and all that, and they came to the king, they said, some foolish fellows from our people have taken refuge in the king's country. And they have forsaken our deen and not accepted yours, but have bought brought into being an invented deen which neither we nor you know anything about. Our nobles have sent us to you to return them. So surrender them to us for their own people have the keenest insight and know most about their faults. So this is how they put the case together in front of Najashi to bring them back to Mecca. And also, they also stipulated in a manner that they should not talk to the, the king should not talk to the Muslims because they might say something that would trigger. But when the general, so they, this is, sorry, this was not said to the king, it was said to the generals. So the generals met with the, the Najashi and recommended that he surrender Muslims because they were bribed, they were given gifts by these, uh, the envoy they came from the Meccans. Now, the king wanted to meet the Muslims. Najashi was not a person they were expecting to be. He wanted to see them. And the Muslims, they appointed Jafar bin Abi Talib as the leader who will talk in behalf of the Muslims. So Jafar bin Abi Talib, he went and he said to the Najashi when he was asked about what they were doing. So he said, O king, we were ignorant people. So now he gave them the insight of what Islam is about. So pay attention to his wordings. And also... He clarified the stance of the Meccans towards them as well. So he did not shy away to say the truth about the Meccans as well. Even though he knew that in case they, he has to, he, him and the Muslims have to go back to the Mecca, then the situation will become more severe than the way they were before that. So he said, we were ignorant people and we lived like wild animals. The strong, um, strong among us lived by preying upon the weak. We obeyed no law, and we acknowledged no authority save that of brutal force. We worshipped idols made of stones or wood, and we knew nothing of human dignity. And then Allah, by His mercy, sent to us His messenger, who was Himself one of us. We knew about His truthfulness and His integrity. His character was exemplary, and He was the most well-born of the Arabs. He invented, invited us towards the worship of one Allah, and forbid, forbid us to worship idols. He exhorted us to tell the truth and to protect the weak, the poor, the humble, and the widows, and the orphans. He ordered us to show his respect to women and never to slander them. We obeyed him and followed his teachings. Most of the people in our country are still polytheists, mushriks, and they resented our conversion to the new faith, which is called Islam. 
they began to persecute us, and it was in order to escape from the persecution by them that we sought and found sanctuary in your kingdom. That's what Jafar bin Abi Talib an, said to Najashi at that time. And when Najashi, when Jafar concluded the speech, the response of Najashi was, do you, do you have with you anything from what your messenger brought from Allah to read to me? So you can read to me. And this is why what these ayat were recited last night that triggered me that I have to talk about the subject. It says, فَأَشَارَتْ إِلَيْهِ قَالُوا كَيْفَ نُكَلِّمُ مَنْ كَانَ فِي الْمَهْدِ سَبِيَّةِ قَالَ إِنِّي عَبْدُ اللَّهِ أَتَانِي الْكِتَابَ وَجَعَلْنِي نَبِيَّةِ Then she pointed to him, Maryam, السلام, they said, how can we talk to one who is a child in the cradle? Because when Maryam, السلام, she gave birth to Isa, the people of Bani, Bani, uh, the people at that time, they came to Maryam and they said, what kind of action you have done? We did not see any of your elders were into the, any of these kind of uh, deeds. Meaning they were, they were accusing her of adultery. And uh, she said, talk to this child in the cradle. And they said, she pointed to them. because uh, They said, how can we talk to a, a baby in the cradle? And Yusha responded, That verily, I am Abdullah, I am a slave of Allah. He has given me the scripture and made me the prophet. And he has made me blessed wherever I be. And he enjoined me to do the prayer salah and give the zakah as long as I live. And dutiful to my mother and made me not arrogant. And then say, And salam be upon me the day I was born, the day I die, and the day I shall be resurrected. When this these ayat were recited in front of Najashi, and the bishops and all those Christian scholars around him, they started crying. And Najashi cried so much that his beard became wet from his tears. And uh, the Najashi said about uh, uh, patriarchs, those uh, bishops and them, they said, this and what our Lord, they called him Lord Isa, the Messiah brought are from the same source. So they recognized the wordings that have been mentioned they felt the same to them as what they saw in Injil, whatever form of Injil they had in their hands. And Najashi said, of a truth this and what Musa brought come from the same niche. You too may go for my, by Allah, I will never give them up and shall not, they shall not be betrayed. So now he gave the protection to the Muslims they were there and he kicked those two out, the one who came with the gifts, Ahmad bin al-As, and Abdullah bin Rabia. Now these two, they left the royal palace and they start thinking, what should we do? Now they knew about the stance of the Muslims about Isa wasalam, That they did not accept Isa as the son of the God. They called him as, that, as a prophet, as a human being. So they said, okay, let's go back and talk to the king and show them the differences and this way we may be able to get them surrendered. Now when they went there and told them, ask them about Isa alayhi salam. What do they say about Isa alayhi salam? And Jafar radiallahu anhu's response was, we say about him that which our prophet brought, 
saying, He is the slave of Allah and His messenger and His spirit and His word, which He has cast into Maryam, the blessed virgin. So now, here, Jafar was very clear about that uh, Isa was nothing but a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a human being and a prophet. <coughs> when Najashi heard this, he took a stick and he drew a line on the sand. And he said, what you are talking about and what, you, what we have in our deen and your deen is no much difference except this line that I'm drawing. And then he sent discharge those envoys that were there. Now, what is the lesson for us to learn in this story of Jafar radiallahu anhu? If you pay attention to it, number one thing that I mentioned to remember, Jafar radiallahu anhu was in the presence of a Christian king, the one who was ruling by Christianity. He had archbishops around them, patriarchs, whatever they called them, they were around them. And the question that was asked to him was about their core belief system that they were living by, they, uh, they were ruling by, and whatsoever they were doing, which was the Christianity that they considered Isa as the son of, a, the son of God. And Jafar bin Abi Talib was very clear to say that this is a false idea, and the truth is Isa was, uh, was a messenger of Allah, and he was a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Compare this to today's time. What we say, see today is, nobody says that the prime ministers or presidents out there referred as Christian prime minister or Christian president or Christian this or that. Rather, they are presidents or prime ministers by democratic rules or if they are following socialism or communism or any ism, that's, what they, that's, that's how they are recognized by. So now today, when we have to raise our voices, we have to make sure we raise the voice in the correct manner. As Jafar bin Abi Talib radiallahu an, he was very clear about the core idea that Najashi, even though the one who gave them the sanctuary, he was very clear about to show them what the haq was. And because of that, Subhanallah, first of all, Najashi gave them the sanctuary. Second, that Najashi became a Muslim. If they would have said, Oh, our deen is the same as your deen, we are no different than yours, then they would have just stayed, he would have stayed as whatever he was. And not only that, then the mushrikeen of the Mecca, they would have told Najashi that they were liars. So today, when we talk about Islam in front of the people, let's be sincere. Let's be truthful and convey Islam what it is. Let's not try to twist the words. Let's not try to sugarcoat the words. So people may be happy even though they have the Quran and the Sunnah. They have access to them all. They know what Islam is about. By twisting that, we are not doing anybody a favor. We are not being sincere to the people who are going to be taking the message to. And, first, and after all, we are not sincere to ourselves because that can become a cause of destruction for ourselves on the day of judgment. So we have to be sincere on giving the message as is. We, our job is to convey the message Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. Our job is the job of the messengers. 
This is the job. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used to select the prophets among the people to do the job. Those prophets did not have a choice. They were selected by Allah azza wa jal. We as Muslims, we are Muslim by choice because Allah azza wa jal gave us the choice. We became Muslim. Now, when we became Muslim by choice, we have made the choice that we will do the job of the messengers. Yes, we are not, there's no more messengers after Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But the work of the da'wah is the, the, the job of the messengers. So we are doing the job of the messengers. So do the job in the right way. Let's not sugarcoat. Let's be very clear that other ways of life other than Islam or the democracy that implemented over the people is not a way of Islam. It's not the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to rule. Allah has given us a system of life and that has to be implemented. So let's not think that the justice will come from man-made laws. It only comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. Justice does not come from anywhere else. So that's the number one lesson to learn. No compromise in the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. And when we are carrying the message, understand our audience. Yes, know the audience. Who are your audience? Carry the message to the audience as they, so they can understand what we are carrying. And at the same time, let's not shy away from accounting the rulers, look at Jafar bin Abi Talib. In front of Najashi, he did not try to change anything, and he accounted the, the, the Quraysh and Najashi, both of them. When he mentioned about the, the situation of the Quraysh, he knew that if they will be sent back to Mecca, they will be in a worse situation. And if the, if the Najashi gets angry at them, because what they are saying, Najashi could have done something bad to them as well. But he under, by even understand, understanding all this, he said the haq, the, the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has praised the people who say the kalamatul haq, the word of truth, the way it's supposed to be. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Sayyidu shuhada'i Hamzatu ibn Abdul Muttalib, wa rajilun qama ila imamin ja'ir, fa'amarahu wa nahahu faqatala. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the master of the martyrs is Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, and the man who stood on an oppressor ruler, where he ordered him and forbade him, so the ruler killed him. This is what the price can be sometime. That when we, when we raise the, the, the kalamatul haq, when we talk about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do. So let's not shy away from that in conclusion. In whatever situation we find ourselves in, there's always guidance to be found in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we must also study the lives of the sahaba and the best generation and who are, who are human beings of different races and backgrounds with various strengths and weaknesses who managed to mold their personalities according to Islam. Indeed, there are countless lessons we can learn from their lives to help us like the example of Ja'far bin Abi Talib that we talked about today. وَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلَسَهَلِ مُسْلَمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ فِرْمَنِ Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.